Thank you for listening to the AW360 podcast. My guest today is Catherine Balsam Schwaber, an industry veteran with experience ranging from Mattel to Craftsy, as well as many other stops along the way. Catherine's latest venture is Kindra, a newly formed startup brand focused on educating and relieving the symptoms of menopause. Catherine and I talk today about both the history of marketing to women, as well as the need for brands like Kindra in the modern, largely women-driven consumer marketplace. I hope you enjoy the show. Catherine, welcome to the AW360 podcast. Thank you so much for having me. To get this kicked off, I wanted to actually ask you about a quote that I found on the Kindra website that is, it's my quote of the month. It appeals to me on so many different levels, but it, it ties in sort of a pop culture reference to your mission. And I love it anytime anybody can do this. But the quote is, this should not be like Fight Club. The first <laughs> rule of menopause should be to talk about menopause. Tell me a bit about that and, and where that quote comes from, because I absolutely love it. Well, it comes from the many conversations that I have had with women about entering their menopause journey. So, you know, Kindra is a business that is intent on kind of breaking the silence around menopause. And one of the factors for so many women is that while menopause is a perfectly natural part of our life transition, it seems to be a phase of life that that women don't wanna talk about for a lot of reasons. And there's really no reason not to talk about it. And that what I found is that when you get women talking about really their personal menopause stories, that it not only helps them as they you know, continue their life journey, but can also help other women. And that I really felt like it felt a little bit like Fight Club in some ways, where, where, which is where that quote obviously comes from, but like the opposite of Fight Club, where if we don't talk about it, we are, are really putting ourselves in our own box around something that we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed of talking about because we do a lot of work to educate girls and women about puberty and about pregnancy. But for some reason in those conversations, we never say, you know, and then later in life, you enter this new phase where your estrogen levels are changing again, which leads to, you know, the, the menopause phase of your, of your life. So I feel like it is part of my mission to be out there talking about menopause and um, just like like Fight Club, right? For us, the first rule of menopause is to talk about menopause, and um, and I think that that's a hard, you know, it's a hard rule for for women to adhere to because they're so used to trying to you know to hide it from everybody. So um, it's just as important as it was for those guys, but the opposite for us to you really get it out there. What has reception been to yours and, and Kendra's message? about menopause, particularly as it relates to marketing, which is, I don't think as progressive as it could be. Um, (laughs) And certainly when that happens, it's not as helpful as it could be. Marketing really does play this role, whether it wants to or not, of setting the tone to society of what is sort of top of mind when it comes to health and nutrition and all these different things in our lives. But it does feel that it continues to lag when it comes to the needs of women. Is that still true? 
I, I think that that is definitely true. I mean, you know, when we think about our audience of women, we have 52 million women who are over 45 in the United States. And that is a huge addressable audience from a marketing standpoint. And the likelihood that the vast majority of those women are experiencing some of the the side effects of changing hormones, changing estrogen related to their menopause journey is extremely high. So when we think about our specific marketing opportunity, we know that there are a lot of women out there who are gonna be interested in, in our products. However, sometimes it's hard to reach them directly because we obviously have to modify the way that we communicate a bit uh, versus, you know, being able to be very specific about, you know, the benefits of our products because there are, you know, language concerns or we can get potentially caught up in, um, you know, in the limitations of advertising platforms, you know, where ads are, get rejected based on an algorithm and things like that. So, you know, what's interesting though, is that the, your question about the receptivity of our business is incredibly high. And so, you know, in talking to media partners or um, marketing organizations and health organizations and wellness organizations that, that everyone collectively says, yes, we agree. This is so important to be talking to women about this phase of life and the natural solutions that they can, that they can find available to them. But some of the mechanisms for being able to share those stories and those products is, you know, is not quite built into the system yet, but I'm, I'm, I feel confident based on a lot of the conversations we've been having that, that there is work going on behind the scenes to be able to make some of those marketing tactics a little bit easier for us. And that, um, but that on a high level, there is enough support where, um, you know, our message in some ways begins to transcend the marketing tactics, which I think is, you know, part of, uh, part of the work that we have to do. I read somewhere that 40% of a woman's life <laughs> is in some way in, in one of several phases of menopause, which is pretty substantial. I mean, it's nearly half really when you think about it. Yeah. Do, do you think it's important to be marketing directly to that 40% or is there a certain amount of wisdom to marketing to women almost of all ages about both menopause, about the products available for them and starting the discussion much earlier? I think that uh, eventually that will be the case. Right now, there's so much work to be done in helping women who are really entering this, this phase of life that the incredible dearth of education around menopause and your changing body is like almost alarming. So, you know, 90% of doctors are not trained to talk about menopause at all. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's not something that's been part of the medical school curriculum for, for quite some time. So it leaves women really faced with 
getting educated by the luck of having a great, you know, you might have a great doctor who is able to have these conversations with you, which is fantastic. But otherwise, you're really looking for solutions from other women if they're talking about it. And then uh, alternatively, right, you're turning to Dr. Google, right, as your, as your mm-hmm. source of all of that information. And there's a lot of really bad misinformation also about ways to think about, about treating yourself. But to your point of spending 40% of your life on your menopause journey, you can start to experience the changes in your body, even in your early 30s. And there are, right, there are 34 quote unquote symptoms of menopause. And, and, you know, that can be your changing skin, your changing hair, you know, even before you get to hot flashes, which is really the symptom that everybody talks about, because it's the most visible, you know, racing heartbeat, you know, all of the, the things that come with, um, you know, anxiety, um, brain fog, which is one of the big ones that we talk about. And there's so many ways to be able to find help and support. But part of it is really feeling that you have options and ways to talk about finding those solutions because every woman's journey is really specific to them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a long time ago, I ran marketing at iVillage and that was an you know incredible training ground for for this role too in in some ways because when you you know when we would share information with women who were on their pregnancy journey for example you can send out an email which says at 28 weeks you expect this at 32 weeks you expect this but in this hormone evolution it's really like extremely individual, although there are many characteristics that women share. So part of our our mission and our marketing message is showing women stories that that reflect what could be happening in their own experience to also make them feel that, you know, all of this is is very normal, right? It feels disruptive and that it feels like, um, you know, women often tell us that it feels like this snuck up on me. And part of the reason that it feels that way is because no one ever managed our expectations on the fact that this was going to happen, you know, at, at this stage in our in our life, um, which also has a lot to do with the way that we perceive age, you know. So one of the things that really struck me in in the very early days of of this business was that um, it. So in 1985. Blanche Devereaux of Golden Girls, her, her character was a 53-year-old woman. And when you think about a 53-year-old woman, many people, when you ask them, like, who's the most iconic 50-year-old woman you can think of, will say J-Lo, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so when you think about the difference in the way we perceive even ourselves, right, somewhere on the spectrum between Blanche Devereaux and J-Lo, you, you don't necessarily line up menopause, right? Your idea of menopause usually is closer to Blanche Devereaux, right? Because she was a woman going through menopause in, in that television show. And, and you don't necessarily line it up with how, you know, many women view themselves more in their fifties, like closer to the spirit of JLo. I think that has a lot to do with with how we think about menopause and even how we think about marketing 
and connecting with women, which is we wanted to make our brand feel like relevant and vibrant the way that we want to see ourselves, right? The, the beauty and the evolution of, of our changing bodies, as opposed to the end of something that, um, you know, it has sort of been, been built up as the end of something, as opposed to the beginning of something new, which I think is, um, again, just the way we would talk about puberty or the way we would talk about pregnancy, it is the beginning of something new in your, in your life journey. And that is exactly what menopause is. It's just a, another phase in, in your life marked by hormonal changes as so many things, you know, have come before in the world of women. Let's talk about authenticity really quick. Some smart person somewhere recently, somewhat recently said that everybody tends to target women now because they've discovered that <laughs> they ultimately are the decision makers when, and you know, the buying power in any given multi-person household family structure, things of that nature. Is there a way to sort of balance this and fit this into that where you're marketing for the purpose of education, you're doing obviously marketing for the purpose of running a business at the same time, but doing so with a sense of authenticity rather than the, as I look at your, you know, your Blanche Devereaux versus JLo example, one of the things that kind of struck me about that was, is that the reality of it is most people would probably be somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. You know, very few of us are hitting the gym for four hours a day, like JLo might be able to afford to do um, for, you know, whatever purpose. Society has changed a lot where your average 53 year old woman doesn't come off at all like Blanche Devereaux did, right. <laughs> you know, in modern times. So what, what is the balance there and, and how do we effectively communicate to women who would be interested in this, which is yeah. most sooner or later, but, you know, let's just take the general age range here and do so in a way that is thoughtful, educational, and not at all pandering. Because most of what I saw right after that initial sort of report got big, that, that I, you know, the idea that women really are making the buying decisions was mm -hmm. a lot of immediate about face to the way marketers were putting messages out. And I mean, I'm not a woman, so it wasn't targeting me, but it still very much felt forced. I thought it's gotten better over the past couple of years, but right out of the gate, it felt very forced. Like we all of a sudden have this new data. We're going to use it. We're not going to think very hard about how we use it, but we know that we have to shift this message because this is the new data we have. How could that be avoided in this, in this case? From my vantage point, I have basically spent my whole life marketing to women, right? My whole career marketing to women in different stages of their, of their lives. So, you know, in this phase, I think that I'm, I'm very fortunate in the, that the mission and the metrics of our business perfectly align with how we also want to communicate with our consumers. And, you know, we don't take, I mean, I don't take our our mission to educate women lightly. So, I, I mean, a very tactical example of that would be, we have this, this really customized quiz that we put on the site to help educate women about where they are on their, on their menopausal journey. And it's not limited to the products that we sell on the site. It's for you know all of the things that you might be facing as a woman going through this transition. And that the output of the quiz leads with education and community and product is at, is sort of at the bottom of the list because 
the first step for being able to understand, you know, how to manage your yourself in this new phase is feeling like you have resources and support to make to make better choices to be able to you know manage what's happening in your body and i think that that is to your point you know about about being authentic it's like continuing to check yourself at the door about staying true to your mission where if you're really i mean in the larger spectrum of marketing to women, if you are are so focused on how you sell the item, you will lose sight of why it is important to be making this item available to your customer. And that if you don't focus on the benefit, the benefit of how it helps, you know, how it helps the woman who's gonna buy it, then I think it's easy for that communication to end up feeling a bit more, you know, a bit more forced because I, I agree with you. There are plenty of, you know, funny ads that feel like while they have women in them, they're not really for women. <laughs> um, and, and we, you know, we are laser focused on really being able to deliver that education and value to, to our customers and also being able to reflect women, women's stories back into the community because so much of the, you know, the journey that women face in this phase is about not, you know, not understanding or feeling that they are alone or isolated in their experience. So the more that we can share other women's stories, I think that also brings, you know, brings our mission to life of, of really um, breaking down the taboo around having conversations about this topic by, you know, showing women in different circumstances that they can have these, these conversations with their coworkers or their sisters or their friends or their neighbors, that it doesn't have to be something that you're handling, you know, on your, on your own. And, um, and that that's, you know, that's an important part of our overall narrative to, you know, deliver our authentic, our authentic selves into the world. I can say that of the listeners to this podcast, we know that about 20 to 25% of them are women over 45. I will just make a disclaimer right now. That's nowhere near 52 million. So yeah. <laughs> we'll just get that, get that right out. Um, but what advice would you give people who are actively looking for support and information at this time? I think that finding a way to talk to the other women in your lives, women who are older than you and women who are younger than you about what's happening in their bodies is a great place to start. And being able to have an open conversation with your doctor about choices, um, but also understanding what's happening on, you know, on your own biological journey and, and really paying attention to those signals. I, I think that it's very hard when you're in your 30s and early 40s to imagine that you know this kind of change is going to come your way but you can begin to see to see those changes you know we joke about like we all joke about how we don't recover as easily as we're turning 50 and we you know we're we we begin to feel that that change coming and 
not to be afraid of this next evolution, because the more that you can educate yourself, even in your thirties and forties, the, the more seamless the evolution will be because it won't feel like it caught you by surprise. And then, you know, to start taking care of yourself and taking care of your, your hormonal self as well, I think is a big part of the opportunity that we have, um, so that, you know, we don't have to be changing everything all at once. We can sort of be building into our future selves, even, uh, you know, even in our late thirties and early forties, there's, there's always opportunity to take care of yourself. And that I think in this last year in particular is something that, you know, we're, feels like we're all more focused on, but, but taking time to, to reflect on, how, you know, how you want to spend that 40% of your, of your life is, is a, an important part of the journey. And knowing that there are more solutions and more options than there have ever been for women as, as we're approaching this phase, which is an amazing evolution, because when you think about, you know, 1985, the choices were incredibly limited. And now we have great solutions that are proven and effective and non-medical that can really, you know, help us feel, feel like our best selves all the time. Well, Catherine, I'll tell you, I came into this interview knowing very little about menopause and actually, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, was more than a bit nervous about about the topic because, because of that. Um, but, you know, I, I've learned a lot and I thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Well, thank you for having me. This was great. AW360 is a production of Advertising Week, the world's premier content and events destination for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries. For more content like this, visit advertisingweek.com.